Hi, this is Lauren Ignited, founder of LaurenIgnited.com and the host of Chef's Coast to Coast podcast. And you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 75. That's crazy. We are 75. It's January 2017. We're 25 away from 100. I can't believe it. I'm not sure how we've gotten this far, but it's because I've had amazing people supporting and being on this show. And today's guest is no different. Her name is Lauren Ramsey. She is a social storyteller. Throughout her life, she has lived in five countries and visited 30 countries across four continents. That's a lot of places. At a young age, she not only knew how to adapt to new environments, cultures, and ways of life, but she did not see it as any other nor- anything other than normal. Throughout her life and career, this unique skill set has complemented her analytical mind and helped her to adapt to new teams, understand problems from a different point of view, and find new ways to tackle and solve any problem. Lauren has built a career around celebrating the creativity of others while also measuring and analyzing the success of their creative pursuits and being flexible enough to chase different answers if the current plan isn't working. On a daily basis, she can be found creating social media strategies and posts for her clients at Betsy Bash and content strategy articles and podcast episodes for LaurenIgnited.com, an online magazine for music, food, travel, and culture enthusiasts. And this is why I wanted her on the show, guys, because you see all that? Did you hear all that? That's a lot going on right now. And we're in January. This is stuff she's been doing, so I'm not even sure what 2017 is going to do for her. But she's taking time to talk to us today about that. Hey, Lauren, how's it going? It's going great. How are you? I am well. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I'm so excited to be on your show. I'm excited to have you. Now, you know, I don't typically have questions when I, when I do a show, but you know, there's usually something that stands out about a person when I ask them to, to come on and talk about their story. And you know, that intro itself had so many different things going on. Mm -hmm. It might not be clear to everyone else, but I, you know, the thing that came to my mind is fearlessness. You just, you're doing a lot of stuff here. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you. (laughs) you lived in five countries, visited 30 countries across four continents yeah. What was your favorite? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that's so hard to answer. Um, I know you've had I mean, that question before. You had to have had that question before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think really it's just like the experience of it all. That's what, what I take away. You know, um, my, my formative like childhood years were in Southeast Asia. And um, I didn't even come to the United States until I was like six years old. So I kind of globetrotted before I came to my like native country, you know, like I'm both my parents are from the the States, but, um, I don't have the only citizenship I have is from the U S. So 
I think just being able to have visited all those countries and like see how different cultural cultures like thrive and interact with each other. And, you know, I think I was just talking about this with someone the other day about, I think it taught me a lot about how to be observant because I was always the person that was kind of the new person, you know, like I was the new kid at school who didn't know the language or the, or the like culture. And that's kind of how I introduced myself to it. You know, I would just like watch people and see what, what was like the appropriate thing to do. You know, like in, in India, like we didn't wear shoes in the classroom at school, you know? So like that was new for me. So like, as we'd come into like kindergarten class, there's like a little rack for your shoes and like everybody put your shoes there and then you go into class, you know? So it's like every place I went had their own, you know, their own cultures and traditions and, and it was so fun. So to pick a country would be so super hard um, I feel like it's almost like asking a mom what who's her favorite child yeah. for you because <laughs> you're, you're hesitating like that. It's like I can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, you you did all these countries, and you say you know it's normal essentially for you, right? And how you saw it, but did you have any issues with adapting? Yeah. Well, and where in the other countries or in the U.S. In the other, <laughs> you know what? Both. Yeah. So it was hard for me to adapt to the U S actually. Um, because when I came here, it was the same situation. Like I'd never been to the country before. Um, but everyone just thought I should know what to do. (laughs) You should just just know. uh, Yeah. I'm like, I just moved here guys. And they're like, from where? And I'm like, India. And they're like, don't you mean Indiana? I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I I know what I'm about guys. I know what I'm about. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, so there's a lot of just like words I didn't understand or like, um, I think in, what was it like in India, we would call a notebook, a spiral, but like he, in the States, you'd call it a a notebook, you know? And so, but like the teachers would be like, Oh, get out your notebooks. I'm like, what's a notebook? You know? (laughs) (laughs) And so so, like, people are like, you've been through school. Like, shouldn't you know this by now? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I know, but I just don't know the right word. Um, so so yeah, adapting to each country had its own challenges, but I think that has developed into a skill set, you know, like down the road. And I think it's it's something like I said, you know, it's like I just kind of how I approach new things. I like I kind of like observe and try to figure it out on my own and then and then I ask my questions, you know. And now Lauren, you're you're pretty young. You're, you're young <laughs> in life and you've sure, already yeah. done all of these things. Have you don't have a steady nine to five kind of job right now, do you? I don't know. Have you ever? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I went to school for management information systems and business. I did a double major down in Houston and I started in like project management, it, um, I was in commodities trading for a while on the it side. And, um, I had a very stressful, um, high, high performing type of, you know, high performance expected, type of, of job pretty much since I graduated from college. So it was always like very hectic, you know, and, uh, projects that are all constantly behind schedule and under, but, you know, over budget. And those kind of, those no, kind I don't of know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I had a, a, a certain passion for it because like, that's why I went into management information systems. You know, like I like seeing how systems work. I like making them work the best that they can. I like helping people figure out how to use the system to the best of, um, of its use for their personal needs, you know? So 
like looking at software like that has, has always been really interesting to me. But, but yeah. I wanted to be creative, you know, like that wasn't really like, um, it didn't fill that creative side of me. And so a few years into it, well, right when I graduated, I was already doing two things. I was working full time in it nine to five. And then on the weekends I was working for radio Disney and I was like an MC and a radio. Uh, now that's host. cool. By the way, I'm a <laughs> huge Disney fan. That's awesome. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. And I, I got some really neat experiences out of it. You know, I've met a lot of like the Disney stars and had some really cool signed stuff happen. And I got to interview, um, the man who voiced Bambi. That was incredible. Um, so, so yes, that was cool. But so then I did that for like five years after graduating college. And then I decided I wanted to start my own thing. So I still continued to work full time in it, but on the side, I started Betsy Bash and Lauren Ignited. And, um, it's just this year. Well, I guess 2016, I guess so still hard to say 2017. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, in 2016, I kind of made my exit from the corporate world and, uh, moved to Chicago. So I uprooted my life and sold most of my stuff, put the rest in storage and, and took what I could in my little car and drove to Chicago. Um, and so that's, it's been interesting. You know, 2016 was really like a, make it or break it kind of year, you know, like, do, do you have an idea that's, that's good enough? You know, that's relatively young in business world as well. So that, see, this is why I said you're fearless. I'm like, I, I, I I'm like scared myself for you. I'm like, Oh my goodness. She just left a job and she's, she's doing this on her own. Is she okay? Is she sleeping in a, in a place with a roof? You know, that kind of a thing. Was there any hesitation in going this route? on your own. Yeah, of course. <laughs> hey, I mean, honesty, like, honesty. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at it objectively, it's like, uh, no, don't do that. That's crazy. You know, <laughs> right. the numbers don't always line up. Yeah. It's like you have a good job. Uh, why would you do that? So, um, so yeah, it, it, it took a, a lot of, um, kind of talks with myself and a lot of talks with people that I trust and admire and love um, a lot of pep talks, <laughs> you know, and a lot of kind of just formulating a plan and always having like a couple backup plans, you know? Yep. Obviously savings. Like you can't, you can't do something like this without savings. Um, unless you go viral and your idea becomes a million dollar thing overnight, which, you know, can't really bet on. Um, you can't, it has happened though, but you can't bet it on has, it. Yeah, it has happened. It's totally doable, but yeah. Uh, yeah so so, and you know, I had a lot of help too. I mean, I had an incredible, incredible amount of help from people that, that I love and that love me. And, um, so yeah, if, if you don't have a support system and some savings, it's, it's definitely a much harder road. And even with those things, I still had to, to really frame my mind around it. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm really doing this, you know? And then check in with yourself throughout the year. Like, yeah, still want to do this. You know, <laughs> That's a great point. So after you made the move to Chicago and into this new lifestyle of, you know, self-made income and, and whatnot, how often did you periodically, was it a daily thing, a monthly thing or? Um, I'd say every quarter I had a freak out moment. <laughs> That's actually impressive. I thought I would have had it more. Oh, I, I mean, know. I'm sure you had smaller versions, but uh, right. once a quarter is pretty good. Yeah. Once a quarter, it was like, 
a hard evaluation, you know, uh, like, is this working? Can it, is it sustainable? Is it smart? And, and when I kind of, when I went through all those discussions with myself and came out the other side of staying, staying the course, it was kind of like my fuel to make it through the next few months, you know? And then I would like freak out again. (laughs) I would kind of go through the pep talk, you know, but that uh, seems like a healthy uh, check-in that you're having. And if you don't mind me asking, when you're having this freak-out moment, what is mm-hmm. the alternative to turning mm-hmm. away from what you're doing right now? Well, I mean, I suppose getting a job, you know? <laughs> Going back to the 9-to-5 life? Yeah. You know, maybe getting a full-time job or, uh, you know, moving back home to Texas or um, those kind of situations, you know? Well, it's great that you have support in your life that's helping you kind of move through this. And, and, you know, with all the things you're doing, and let's talk about that a little bit. You have, you didn't just jump in to this new lifestyle with one thing. You're doing Lauren Ignited, which is an online uh, magazine. Uh, I think it's safe to say music, food, travel, culture. And then you have your podcast. Yeah. Lauren, Lauren hosts a podcast called Chefs Coast to Coast, which is uh-huh. what caught my eye because... I'd never heard of that or thought people would do a food blog, but it's not really a food blog. Can you talk a little bit about your podcast? Sure. So I, I mean, I've never been like a, <clears throat> like a strong, like foodie, right? You know, like there's some people that, that know every new restaurant that pops open, like before they're even open, they get excited about, you know, I've never been that on that side of the spectrum, but I've always loved going to good restaurants but my particular passion is really going to like local restaurants that you just like every time you have a friend coming from out of town, that's where you take them, you know, or on Sunday mornings, their brunch line is around the block and that's their only location in the whole world. The you go-to know? place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And those are the places I have like, it's just a strong affinity for. And when I moved to Chicago, I started noticing that my friends from Houston were coming to Chicago to visit, but also to eat. They're like, oh, Chicago has such great food. I just want to like go to all these restaurants, hit them all up one weekend, you know, and then go back to Houston. But Houston also has really phenomenal food. And a lot of people don't know that. So when I started the podcast, it was it was the idea of kind of helping bring like the the Houston chefs like to to broader light, you know, Mm -hmm. and and also sharing that sharing those those stories of those restaurants with the Chicago community, because a lot of times when I would talk about my podcast in Chicago, they'd be like, Oh yeah, of course you talk about Chicago food. And I'm like, Oh, but I talk about Houston too. And they're like, wait, what? Houston has good food? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, they, they do, you know? So, so it's been kind of fun to talk to Chicago chefs about what they know about Houston and then just listeners in general about what they know about the Houston food scene. And then talking to the Houston food, you know, the Houston chefs and talking about their story and sharing like, you know, their impression of Chicago, or when was the last time they were in Chicago or the cooking styles that vary, like think about pizza, you know, that's a big difference. Thai food is, is really different between Chicago and Houston. Um, I never would have thought of that. It is. Yeah. It's, it's very different. It's yeah. So that was one of the things I started noticing. I'm like, okay, there's certain things I'm looking for in Chicago that I could always find in Houston. And I'm like having a little bit of trouble finding it. I know it's out here. I just have to like figure it out, you know? And even like tacos, like Mexican food, things like that. Like there's, there's a difference between the way it's like prepared and 
Um, and even like marketed, like I, well, one of my podcast episodes, I interviewed Sarah Beacon and she's actually an illustrator and, um, she does like, uh, kind of like posters and illustrations for, for restaurants around the Chicago area. And they're incredible. And she and I got to talking about tacos and she was saying that to have a, I think they said there's a American style or Mexican style taco. And the way that they prepared the Mexican style taco is how we call a street taco in Texas. You know, <laughs> I'm like, so it's interesting. It's like the same thing, but it's like different names or it's different styles and you can't find one in the other city. That's crazy. So, I, I mean, I know different places call things differently, like uh, soda and pop, right? right. They're, they're referred differently. But, and I guess I never thought too deeply about styles of food being different as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. And I, you just, I just think, you know, you'd think, oh, Thai food is Thai food, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> like, how can it be so different? But it's so different. Like, for instance, pad thai in Chicago is sweet. Pad thai in Houston is not. It's, it's, it's got a completely different sauce to it. And I don't know why. <laughs> huh. yeah. I, I feel like I'm learning so much just from this one conversation about food, which I always love talking about. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, mm-hmm. I have to I have to listen to more of your episodes now. I feel like I'm going to be learning a lot. Yeah, 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 you should. You should also listen to the Tacos of Texas one because I interviewed these two guys that drove all around Texas in like one truck and interviewed all the like the best taco places in Texas. And they broke down the regions of Texas and by like the type type of taco. So like Austin is known for the breakfast taco you know, and then different areas like the Valley versus El Paso versus, you know, the Gulf, like they're all known for different types of tacos. It's, it was really interesting. So I love the fact that you're doing this and you're so passionate about it. What brought it? I mean, you could have done this in any number of different ways, right? You could have done it as a, a blog only. You could have done mm-hmm. it as a podcast only. Yeah. But so why did you decide to go this audio route? Because, you know, when I think food, I think visual or, you know, sure. food network. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, it, I don't know. It just kind of became an idea that I latched onto. And the, the more I thought about it, um, you know, someone suggested it to me, like, why don't you do a podcast? And I thought, well, what would I even talk about? And then I thought, oh, well, you know, I've had this idea about food between the difference between Houston and Chicago food. I was like, I could do that. And then I started to think about it. And I was like, well, I have a radio background. You know, I've, I was working for Radio Disney for five years. I had a radio right. show with them. Um, I produced and edited it, you know, and, um, and then I was on KPFT, which is a, um, independent radio station in Houston. And I was on a show called solar grooves. And then after that a show called sync radio and I would pop in as Lauren ignited and talk about what was going on in the Houston music scene, you know? And so I, and I didn't have that outlet anymore when I was, cause I was in Chicago, you know, like I couldn't be on that radio show anymore and I missed it. So I thought, oh, well, this is like my way to kind of get back into radio, but to try a new medium and uh, get into like the podcasting world, you know, and, and then that's I guess, literally, I think the day that I met you, Amy, mm-hmm. was the day that I launched Chefs Coast to Coast. I think we were talking about that. Yeah. And that you were just about to do that. I think you were going to your room to, to make that happen. And so it's <laughs> like, I feel like your next step in evolution is you need to go on the road with a, okay. with a mobile kit and do these podcasts and get free food. Hey, hey, I'm I willing like to join you for that, by the way. I, I'd be happy to carry the equipment. Okay. You know, right. I, I feel like you would know the places to go, and I, me tagging along is payment enough. You know? <laughs> I, 
But that you're doing that on top of, you know, Lauren Ignited, which I believe is is a passion project for you mm-hmm. and work that you do in the fact that you're reporting music, art, culture, you know, things that are in your background. So it makes sense that you're doing all these things that are passionate about. And I'm not sure if uh, Lauren Ignite is a revenue stream for you, but Betsy Bash is. Right. Yeah. And um, so Betsy, yeah, Betsy Bash is where I focus, you know, on, on growing the, the income from, and that's, and that's my, my goal, you know, is to be able to live the way that I lived off of a nine to five salary, but from my own business, you know, and, um, step by step, hopefully I'll get there. Um, and I think, you know, in, in a perfect world, like Lauren ignited would also have some, some revenue coming from it too, but it needs to be the right situation, you know? Yeah. So you don't want to, let's, if, let me see if I can come up with an example. If, um, a sponsor came to you mm-hmm. and maybe it wasn't something you were necessarily supportive of, um, mm-hmm. a advertiser who's willing to give you money for a revenue on mention on your online magazine mm-hmm. and it would be constant. Would, is that what you mean? You know, you don't want to sacrifice quality or your beliefs for something else. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, just needs to be right, you know, but I'm definitely not against it either. So it just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but it's still taking time out of your your life and your day, right? I mean, but so have you ever considered stopping it? Um, you know, I think the the only way that I've ever considered it really is by you know, um kind of letting it fall down to the bottom of my to-do list. You know, I'm like, well, I really want to write that blog post, but I just, I can't get to it. You know, it's, it's not bringing any revenue. I, I can't like justify mm-hmm. doing this for client work right now. And if I, if I give myself, you know, maybe a few days a week, then I start to like feel really guilty or just miss it. You know, <laughs> like it's one of those things I can't not do. And so eventually I, I'm like, okay, I got to get back into it. I got to write those posts. I got to send out those tweets, you know, what, whatever it is that I I've been slacking on, like I have to get back into. And, um, and plus I think a lot of times, you know, people approach me about stuff that I've done and they're like, this is cool. You know, and I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. You know, and that like energizes me to like make sure I'm producing more stuff, you know? Um, so I don't know, I guess like, being motivated by, by people's comments and then just, you know, that internal drive that I just kind of have to do it. (laughs) And guys, you can check out Lauren Ignited, uh, at her website, which, you know, all the notes and links are going to be on the show notes page. So, so check it out there. Uh, fun fact, because I want to go back to your Betsy bash because you just have all these different things going on. And, you know, with a new year right here ahead of us, I'm amazed that you're continuing to do all of them still. (laughs) <laughs> Betsy Bash, fun fact. When you sent me your information, uh-huh. at first I was very confused because I was like, I could have sworn I thought her name was Lauren. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you guys. I I met her. We took a picture. You know, it, we've been communicating. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I get emails from Betsy Bash. And I'm like, I could have sworn her name was Betsy. Uh, Lauren, who's Betsy Bash? And then I didn't know until I looked more into it. And so who is Betsy Bash? Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. So Betsy Bash is not real. She's not a real person, but she is inspired by my grandmothers. So my mom's mom 
we, her name was, well, I call her Grammy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she was always super on point with her like etiquette. Like she was always like dressed to the nines and anytime we had like a family dinner, it was like a big to do. We had, you know, a full table setting, um, dessert spoons, like salad forks, you know, uh, name, name cards, like on all of our, all of our seatings, you know, but it, obviously we all knew each other. We're all family. You're like, <laughs> it wasn't like, but she was still very yeah. proper, but it was very proper. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, um, <clears throat> You know, she was always like very passionate about instilling like just kind of social etiquette into me from a young age. And on more than one occasion, she like gave me a, you know, etiquette book, you know, on like, these are the rules of society. Like (laughs) you need to know these as as a human, you know? And, um, and so that was her. And on my dad's mom, we called Mimi and she, she still had her etiquette. You know, she was very formal with like thank you cards and notepads and she always had her own, you know. Uh, her own stationery with her name on it and those kinds of things. But she was a little more sassy. <laughs> so she was, you know, she always had like little one-liners and like zingers. And um, like, uh, for instance, one time when I was really young, it was just me and her in the car. And she was driving me to her house, you know, for like a, you know, grandma, gr- uh, grandkid weekend, right? And she was speeding a little and she got pulled over. Oh, man. It's, yeah. And so... When the, when the police officer came up, she kind of looked at me and she like, kind of like squeezed my knee, you know, and she's like, Oh, officer, I'm so sorry. I was just so excited to to spend time with my grandmother. I mean, with my granddaughter, I just must've lost track of the speed, you know? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So she got out of the ticket and I mean, she's just, she's always like just so much fun to be around and, um, always so clever. And so when I approach, when I approach the, the branding of my business and the way that I wanted to work with clients, they were in my mind um, as how I wanted to do how I wanted to grow a business because I think when it comes to social media, you need to have that etiquette. You need to know what is appropriate on what social media channel. You know, if you're that person that's always dropping a bunch of hashtags and Facebook posts, people are going to think you're crazy. You know, <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, and if you're not using any hashtags on Instagram, you're losing out on so much exposure. So you have to really know how to show up to each social media channel. And I think that kind of relays itself to the etiquette. But then once you're there, you can't be boring either. You have to be kind of fun and sassy. And so those two ladies really guided, you know, my life personally, but also the way I approach my business and and my clients work. And, um, so I just, I just created Betsy Bash. I just created that as, you know, kind of the name for them, but they, they really embody the spirit of Betsy Bash. Well, that's an amazing story and a great way to, to use as a guide for your own work ethic, if you will. Yeah. And so when you're doing this and you're doing Betsy Bash, it, how do you keep up with everything? Because you're right. There are so many social media streams and mm-hmm. new ones coming every day, it seems, that it's hard to keep track of the etiquette across the board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there like a, yeah. a place to keep up with it or do you just have to kind of always be looking and searching and man, you know, I think you have to be present, you know, you've got to be a part of that community to know what, what's happening there. You know, I think it's just like, if you, if you move from a city and you haven't been there for a while, there's a new coffee shop that popped up and everyone's going, but you, you know, so you just kind of got to stay current. And, um, so I think when people aren't like when I work with, uh, cause I work, I work with my clients in two ways. I work one-on-one 
three like strategy sessions mm-hmm. and we do mm-hmm. either like one-on-one session and that's you know kind of what they need they just need like a primer or like a refresher or just help on one thing or I work with them in a series of one-on-one sessions go- geared towards a project you know like maybe they're launching a Facebook group or launching a new website um, and then I do social media strategy uh, year-round for some clients and those are my like one-on-one one-on-one clients and then the other side of that business is the VIP clients where they say okay here's my my brand here's my social media channels here's my vision Lauren make it happen you know and so I run their whole social strategy and all their postings and analysis and things like that um but uh oh I just lost lost my train of thought (laughs) remind me your question again well, I was asking about how you can keep track of everything because since it's such an evolving and changing area, that. right? I mean, previously you could put uh, links and it, you had to include that in the count for Twitter. Now I don't think you have to for media yeah. or something. Yeah, now, now it doesn't matter. Okay, so, right? Yeah, what I was going to say is like with my one-on-one clients, you know, sometimes their biggest question is like, what social media channel should my business be on? And one of my biggest uh, pieces of advice is, don't go somewhere where you don't feel comfortable being there, you know? So like if, if you don't really understand Twitter and you don't, you don't really know like the Twitter community that well, don't try to go and add it into all your, all your social, like just, just try with one thing that makes sense to you, like Facebook or something like that, you know, because it's kind of that same idea of like, if you haven't been to a city in a while and everyone knows about that coffee shop, but you, right if you go and you don't, and you don't know that coffee shop, people are going to look at you a little strange, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's not necessarily that they shouldn't be on Twitter, but it's that like, just ease into it, you know, like go into the communities that make sense to you and then thrive, you know, and then open the doors to the next ones. Now, would you say that there are, you say, you know, kind of dabble your feet a little bit, get, get comfortable, mm-hmm. but is it wrong for a business to not be on a social network? Even if they're, you talk about comfort, but let's say they have some level of comfort. Is it okay to not be on one? I think it is. I mean, I think, you know, you really need to, it needs to be like a function of a couple things, right? Like the, the level of like kind of what interests you, you know, if like you're really interested in video, then you should absolutely be on YouTube, but it doesn't mean you have to be on Twitter too, you know? Because I think it's like then that then it becomes more of a challenge to keep up, rather yeah, than that's true. Rather than being able to strategize around something you love to do, <clears throat> and I think that's where that where's that, that that's where that biggest differentiator is is like don't don't set up a, a a hill for you to climb, you know, unless you really need to. Like, <laughs> I mean, because that's that's the point is if I have a if I have a comfort in all the social media platforms, mm-hmm. right? Is it necessary to be on all of them? And is it okay to not be on one of them versus another? Right. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I think sometimes we're, we're so in our heads, it's either all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you don't have to be on every single, every single social media channel. Um, I don't, like, I don't, that, I don't think that's a rule. <laughs> Y'all heard that 2017, you do not have to be on every social channel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I would say if you want to be smart, go ahead and claim your, your names on all those channels, just in case one day you have like a brilliant idea for a YouTube series, you know, and you don't want to have someone else steal your name or something. But 
but like, but yeah, I don't think you have to spread yourself so thin that you can't be effective. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't help you in your business. No, absolutely not. And I, guys, that's actually a great tip Lauren just shared. If you have a a username, like even for me, AmyJ21, if a new social media platform came out tomorrow, I may not use it right away, but I'll probably get my username because it's mm-hmm. hard. Once, once you can get Amy J 21, it's very hard. Yeah. Because what do you do at that point, you know? Yeah. And that, then, you know, I mean, that happened with me with Betsy Bash because somebody already has Betsy Bash as the Twitter handle. <laughs> so, you know, and I started Betsy Bash, you know, six years ago, but I had to, I had to switch it up and I had to be, okay, so my, my Twitter handle is going to be tweets by Betsy, but everything else is going to be Betsy Bash, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, so, it's hard, but people, you know, people eventually like associate, so you associate each of the correct one that you had to rename, but gosh, if you could have everything be the same, it's so much easier. Yes. <laughs> Having been there, done that Pinterest. I'm not on Pinterest as Amy J 21 guys. That's not me. <laughs> it was the one I could not get, got everything oh. else, but that one. But I mean, it, it's, this is why I'm saying you're fearless because you ha- are doing all of these different things. Now, in now that the year has begun for 2017, are you satisfied with just kind of seeing how it continues where you are, or do you have any big plans that you could that you would wouldn't mind sharing with us for Betsy Bash or Lauren Ignited or maybe even something else? Oh, nice! Yeah, um, I have lots of plans. <laughs> um, you know, I think really 2016 was <clears throat> was a year of like self exploration and business. You know, really getting laser focused on on how I wanted to run my business mm-hmm. because it had been a side hustle. You know, it's very different to, to do something full time than to do it as a side hustle. <laughs> there was a huge difference. Um, and so it was really like figuring out all those little pieces that I hadn't had to deal with before, you know, or that weren't as pressing because I had a full time job, you know, like, yeah, it doesn't really matter if my website hasn't been updated in a little while because, you know, whatever, you know, like all those things. But, like, if it's your full-time thing, like, everything needs to be on point. So I feel like I had a really good, like, priming year. And this year, you know, I've, I've re- rearranged the way I do my services for Betsy Bash. Um, I've brought in new writers for Lauren Ignited. Um, we're coming up with a – well, I can't tell you all the – okay. We're gonna, it's okay. We're gonna you know what? Yeah. We're all about mystery, too. I just love that you're, you're – moving forward. So that's, that's the main thing. So you're saying 2017, we can see some, some new things. Yes. Yes, definitely. Some new things. Okay. So one thing we do, Lauren, before we wrap up and 2017, changing it a little, trying to be a little bit more focused with the tips. What is one actionable thing you would tell someone who's chasing their dream? Hmm. One actionable thing. That's such a great question. Because I think that's, that's where things get lost. You know, you can kind of dream about things, but if it's, if it's not something you can take action on, is it really moving you forward? You know, Very um, true. I would say the actionable thing that I think is super crucial is really spending time building your business plan. I think if you don't have a business plan, it's, <clears throat> you need to kind of do a gut check on if you're really serious about your business sitting down and like going through the process of building a business plan, uh, is not the most fun thing for a creative person. It's, it was, I definitely had a lot of resistance to it, mm-hmm. but I had a lot of input too. You know, I leaned on the people in my life that were more, um, 
you know, they were, they were just used to building business plans a little bit more than I was, you know, and like people that had run successful businesses in the past. And, um, I got a lot of advice on, on how to like wrap mine up or the stuff that was tricky for me to figure out, you know? Um, but I'm so glad that I did it because it really framed on how you're going to make this happen. You know, you can't just, uh, kind of wish for, wish for it. It has to, there has to be a plan behind it. That's some great advice, guys. And I, myself, am doing something similar for this new year. So thank you for sharing that, Lauren, because, you know, and it doesn't necessarily just have to be business plan, guys. If you have something you want to do, put it down on writing. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, I live by to-do lists and I've got so many tools that I use (laughs) for keeping my life on track, you know. Um, But I think... And I think whatever method works for you is the, is the best method for you to do. You know, there's a thousand different ways to keep a journal or, or a daily task list. And um, I think you're right. As long as you have that plan, you know, you kind of know where you're going and if you're going to make it. I love it. And I can't wait to see what Betsy Bash does for you and how far or Lauren Ignited evolves this year. So thank oh. you so much for taking the time to come on the show and share your insights. Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. That was Lauren Ramsey, who is doing some great things and had a fantastic action tip for you guys. Okay. If you don't have one already, write your business plan down. And if you're not into entrepreneurship, write your dream chase plan down, because that is an accountability measure that you can have for yourself. And if you're listening to this in January, it's a great thing to do for the new year. And if you're listening to this whenever, it doesn't matter. It's still a great thing to have. And if you don't have one, go do it now. Okay. So you guys can learn more about Lauren and all the things she's doing, as well as the links we mentioned in the show notes page over at chasingdreamshq.com slash episode 75. That's episode 75. Until next time, guys, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.